Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. We are not to discriminate when it comes to employment in this country, with very few exceptions. You can't factor in what someone's gender or sexual preferences are when it comes to hiring or firing that person. You can't discriminate in favor or against someone based on the color of their skin. Another way that you can't discriminate is based on someone's faith or even lack thereof for that matter. If, if I was hiring for a position, let's say, I, I could not even ask about their faith or there could be a lawsuit involved. I myself was not hired for a particular position once, ironically, at an employment agency <laughs> because I was a man. I was told that I was one of two finalists for the position, and I was pretty excited about that. But even though they felt I was the best qualified for the job, I was a male. And this was an all-female office. And so they went ahead and hired the other person because she was a female. Now, this was discrimination, and it was wrong. So, so many Christians have, have felt that same type of pressure to hide their faith. They have felt the pressure to make a decision between their relationship with Christ, quite frankly, and their career. And for that reason, I really wanted to bring you this story. And it was written by Megan Basham of the Daily Wire. Now, she starts out by saying, for years after college, Broadway performer Chad Kimball enjoyed a charmed career. He arrived on the Great White Way, fresh out of Boston Conservatory, encouraged to attend by a high school drama teacher who saw promise in him. And... Through, through tales of grueling chorus line style additions while waiting tables and praying for a big break abound, Kimball's path to theater stardom was relatively smooth. Within the first week, he booked his first Broadway show. And he said this way, quote, It was totally providential, the 45-year-old tells her. Then, then adds with a laugh, it also shut down three weeks later, <laughs> which so often happens. But through the, the next couple of decades, despite the waxing and waning that is par for the course in the theater business, he consistently landed roles on and off Broadway in shows like Sweeney Todd, uh, Godspell, Lennon, and the, the jukebox musical based on the Beach Boys discography, Good Vibrations. Finally, in 2010, his performance in the smash hit musical Memphis nabbed him a Tony nomination for Best Actor. Kimball lost, but the show won four awards that night. It won for Best Musical, Best uh, Book uh, of, of a Musical, Best Original Score, and Best Orchestrations. So, in 2015... When the same producers and director asked him to originate a lead role in a new musical based on a, a group of 9-11 passengers 
who were stranded in a small town in Newfoundland. Uh, he immediately said yes. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> I mean, by then, he says, they were like family. And Kimball and the rest of the team found nearly as much success with Come From Away as they did with Memphis. The show routinely played to standing room only crowds and received multiple Tony nominations. Then in a press release, uh, similar to Disney Plus, uh, Hamptons, uh, I'm sorry, Hamilton, and uh, September 10, Apple TV Plus released a live stage recording of the production in honor of the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. Except Kimball wasn't in it. The pandemic hit many areas hard, but perhaps none harder than Broadway. Kimball and New York's uh, theater community were some of the, the first Americans struck with COVID early in 2020, and he spent several weeks that March suffering from the virus. And though often quiet about his faith, his brush with serious illness prompted him to pray and speak about eternal things. And on March 24th, he posted a link to a sermon about peace in times of suffering on Instagram, saying, quote, All of our earthly pleasures, the things we rely on, our freedom, the things that help us escape, have been ripped away. And the only thing standing are those arching questions. Who am I? Whose am I? What is the thing that lasts? Where does my hope come from? Unquote. That was his post. Many of his Broadway friends liked the post and left encouraging messages. And by the time he recovered, Kimball found his industry decimated. With audiences quarantined and the marquee lights darkened, he headed home to Seattle. And him and his wife spent the downtime visiting with old friends at his childhood church. Quote, it was such a blessing, he says, to be able to have a church home that after 20 years of being in New York, you you could go to and kind of just start up and be with familiar faces. He was feeling reinvested in church fellowship and and the strength he found there when on November 15th, 2020, Washington Governor Jay Inslee is, issued an edict limiting worship services to 25% capacity and declaring that churchgoers would not be permitted to sing. Yep, not be permitted to sing. Kimball joined millions of Christians across the country in declaring that he would not bow down to such an unconstitutional decree. Quote, respectfully, he tweeted in response to the announcement, I will never allow a governor or anyone to stop me from singing, let alone singing in worship to my God. Folks, absolute power corrupts absolutely. This is not about safety. It's about power. I will respectfully disobey these unlawful orders. He added a hashtag on the end. It said, 
hashtag tyranny. That's what he wrote in his post. Now, looking back on his comments, Kimball says it was the cold indifference of the order that most bothered him. Quote, this isn't choir singing. This isn't solo singing. This is actual people in the pews. They could not sing even with mass on, he says. It seemed preposterous to me, and I was angry. I, I stopped, and I thought about all the things that... I had been bottling up inside and I tweeted what I believe. And now only what I believed. But what's what what command commanded of me as a Christian in the Bible? The Bible command to praise and worship, he points out, is as significant as the command of love. Quote, it's like Love your neighbor and praise God with your community, he says. So the overreach just felt so tyrannical and like our faith was being treated with such insignificance. Though Kimball says a few colleagues reached out to him privately to share their support, publicly the backlash within the industry was sweeping and fierce. All of it betrayed a deep, ignorance of Christianity and its practices, along with an arrogant refusal to seek better understanding. Fellow Broadway star and Chicago Med actor Colin Donnell called Kimball's opinions, quote, effing moronic. Patty Murren, who originated the role of Princess Anna in the stage production of Frozen, tweeted this, quote, no one said you can't sing. You can sing alone, in your own home, possibly for the rest of your life after this tweet. Now, several colleagues specifically mocked the tenets of his faith. Uh, Comedian and actor Billy uh, Eichner, who has a history of uh, degrading uh, Catholicism and and retweeting uh, different things, Uh, He retweeted uh, Kimball's post with three laughing emojis saying, it's the singing in all caps for me. John uh, Tartigula, uh, who played Lemire in the musical Beauty and the Beast, responded with a lecture. And this is what he said. He said, quote, no one is stopping you from loving your God and celebrating how you wish at home. But church is a gathering, and gatherings spread this deadly disease, just the same as theater and group fitness, etc. But be paused. Church singing too. Now, this individual definitely uh, saw no difference between attending a show for entertainment and participating in worship as a matter of protected religious practice. Had even one of Kimball's peers asked for more information instead of sneering at him, he might have been able to share that that all throughout the Old Testament and even the New Testament, believers are commanded, not encouraged, but commanded to sing to the Lord. More specifically, they are commanded to sing as a gathered body in 
corporate worship. I mean, just a few verses Kimball might have pointed out in order to address their ignorance is like Psalms 149 verse 1. Sing to the Lord a new song, his praise in the assembly of the, of the godly. Did you note the word assembly there? You see, Ephesians 5, 18, 21 says this, And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and, in, and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. Colossians 3.16, another good example. Let the, the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing songs and, and hymns and spiritual songs. And furthermore, in, in all of this scripture, the implication is that Christians are to worship together as a community of believers, something made explicit in Hebrews 10, verses 22 through 25, where it says, Do not give up meeting together, as some are in habit of doing, but encouraging one another. You see, Kimball said many of the comments he received equated singing on stage to singing in a church. They were like, well, how dare you when all of your colleagues can't sing right now? You're not singing to God. They're, 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 they're different. Singing in theater is not protected right. What Kimball's professional community failed to understand was that to him, singing alone in his home would, would quite simply mean disregarding his faith. As the social media mob carried on, Kimball said little more. I mean, he, you know, he was concerned about what the rest of the cast and crew from come uh, from away that it's it's the show come from away might be hearing about his statement and he sent an email actually to Susan Frost a longtime friend and one of the show's producers her response immediately left him feeling that his job might be in jeopardy according to Kimball Frost replied that she needed to quote think about the tweet for a couple of weeks. Around Christmas, he left a second conversation with her, hopeful that he could still continue with the show and and star in the live recording. If, in her words, some hurdles could be overcome. Well, weeks later, an exchange with the show's director, which involved the January 6th Capitol Hill riot, dashed his hopes. Kimball says he never talked about his politics publicly, whether on social media or in, in, in work conversations, because in his business, quote, you don't talk about them. It's as serious as that. I've shut my mouth for 20 years, you know, to kind of just go with the flow. But in his meeting with director Christopher Ashley, a man he'd known for more than 10 years, Kimball says Ashley told him, I don't agree with anything you believe. The religiosity of your tweet was unfathomable. 
Kimball says Ashley then suggested he apologize for his comments, but Kimball refused, believing he'd done nothing wrong. Strangest to Kimball, however, was when Frost brought up Senator Josh Hawley, a Republican, uh, and, and the riot in D.C. Quote, I think their idea of me maybe just snowballed because they knew that I was a Christian, he speculates, and that was so foreign to them, they lumped me into this other category of rioters at the Capitol. Uh, through though he he had never mentioned Trump or any Republican politician for that matter, he says because he'd used the word tyranny in his post, his beliefs were connected to the subset of radicals who broke away from the crowd during the President Trump January sixth speech and stormed the Capitol. Quote he he she said that because the rioters and Josh Hawley were also Christian conservatives, there was a question of my beliefs, unquote. Now, he recalls that he says it was made crystal clear to him that he would need to explain his beliefs to management's satisfaction to continue with the show and that he would need to work on reconciliation. Reconciliation. Though he adds, what I needed to reconcile and with whom, I was never given a clear answer on. In the meantime, management convened a meeting, get this, with the rest of the cast to discuss the tweet and what it should mean for Kimball's employment. He was not invited to defend himself at this meeting. Quote, the kind of gross presumption that by way of my Christianity, I'm somehow to blame for the January 6th riots and must therefore be dangerous, just shocked me, he said. I mean, I'm not someone they, uh, he says, I mean, I'm someone they know, someone they have loved for years, someone who who's worked alongside them. These are the people that through a wedding shower for me and my wife. There's never been a, a complaint against me. And in the end, Kimball says, the producers told him that the rest of the cast was upset and scared of him. That he was further informed that he had caused systemic trauma within the production. A few months later, after, he says he'd been uh, strung along with his, this, this, uh, uh, this limbo, so to speak, uh, for his future. His agent told him his time with the come from away was over. The producers were recasting the show to make it more diverse. <laughs> Have we not seen that before? The, <laughs> the, the, per- Producers of Come From Away, when asked to respond, only sent out an email statement from uh, their their press representative, Matt Polk. It says, quote, Chad Kimball's uh, allegations are completely unfounded. He said, adding that this very show is built on the power of diversity and we celebrate every voice. 
We cannot comment further given the HR privacy rules, and we wish Chad all the best in the future endeavors. Neither Polk nor anyone else associated with the show was willing to answer any further questions. (laughs) Ironically, Kimball has a connection to another high profile celebrity cancellation. It's his wife, Emily Swallow, who worked with actress Gina uh, Carano on her Mandalorian uh, show uh, before Disney notoriously fired the former MMA fighter uh, for expressing her political opinions. Swallow played the uh, armored uh, armor in the first season of the Star Wars series. And when asked uh, about her, um, it said that she had had this conversation. Uh, Swallow was, was quick to defend her. She, um, she said that quote, what impressed me about her from the beginning is that she was so interested in other people's opinions and it is so welcoming um, that she was so welcoming of other people's opinions and she wanted to have a genuine dialogue. She's very giving and she's very gracious. Now Carano made headlines when she declared she was fighting back against the cancel mob by uh, embarking on a new partnership with the daily wire. In fact, Uh, Kimball now wants to strike uh, a blow for religious liberty through a lawsuit. Uh, quote, in my mind, as far as employment cases go, uh, this is the maybe the, the, the most straightforward case that I have had, Kimball's lawyer said, uh, Lawrence Spenadovich. Um, and he's, he says that it's very clear that because Ch- Chad was a Christian, they were uncomfortable around him. The attorney says he's not aware of many workplace discrimination lawsuits uh, being brought by Christians in New York, but because he believes deeply in the old truism that discrimination anywhere is discrimination everywhere, he was eager to take Kimball's case. Now, quote, it is analogous to uh, Japanese Americans not being trusted after Pearl Harbor. Uh, the lawyer says, or even more uh, ironic, given the subject matter of of Chad's show, not trusting Muslim Americans after September 11th, unquote. Now, Kimball wrestled for some time uh, over whether he should sue people. um, And and he still considers, you know, these people friends. But ultimately, he felt the issue was bigger than his own experience. And As a Christian, he says, I kind of felt God's hand in this. He said that I'm supposed to stand up and say no for my my own well-being, but also for the um, residual impact of helping other Christians feel emboldened to live out their faith without feeling like they're going to be fired. Now, he also wants to send a message to Broadway producers and directors in in general, that the law prohibits them from making hiring and firing decisions based on a person's faith, likening it to the Apostle Paul, uh, appealing to his his Roman citizenship in the the, the book of Acts. And he, he, um, and and this this is the, uh, the quote, we want to sow peace, of course, in our everyday lives, but 
in trying to live out our compassionate life as a Christian, if we are abused, we should defend our rights and the rights of our neighbors, unquote. The, the actor singer says that when he thought about the gravity of what Come From Away management had done, when he considered the disdain and the disrespect they showed to his deeply held beliefs, beliefs that 65% of American adults still profess, well, there, there was little question of what he should do. Quote, the theater community is a community I love, he said. And there are people in that community who agree with my views. They're, they're just afraid to say it. So I hope the lawsuit brings about awareness for me. It's really just about justice and restoration and reconciliation. Reconciliation that you can actually name. And I love how he put that. You see, here is a Christian who is willing to stand up and say that I am not going to be silent about my faith, even in the face of fear. I'm going to stand up and fight for those that discriminate, that, that, that have been discriminated against and I'm going to fight against those that discriminate against me for my faith. You see, we need more we need more people and more leaders like this. I mean, this here is someone who yes, he he had to go through this time. He had to go through this difficult time. And isn't that why we go through difficult times? Our our God does not always take away the difficult time. Even if we pray really hard, <laughs> even if we have all this faith, he doesn't always take us away from the storm. What he does is he, he, he goes through the storm with us so that we may learn things from those trying times. It is those trying times that help us learn. If, we were, if we're always comfortable, if we're always safe, if we're never in trying times, we become very fat and very lazy, and we do not do not learn the things that we need to learn. And so, just like a good parent will, let their child go through some difficult things, but always be there for them. Our God does the same thing. He lets us go through these times. And why? Why does he let us go through those times? I mean, you'd think the loving thing would be to, to, to take away those things, but it's not. That's not the loving thing. The loving thing is to allow for people to learn, for those that you love to learn by going through those difficult times. And so that's what our God does. And here is a, here's a gentleman who has gone through a, a very difficult time, but he's learned some real things. And these things are that you cannot discriminate against people for their faith and that if you have a true relationship with Christ and you have this faith and you, you, you have to stand up for Christ, you have to stand up for him. You cannot hide it. It, 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 is, uh, it is a part of who you are and you need to stand up and fight back against those that would want to squash you and pressure you 
to hiding that. Just stay, just, just stay home. You don't have to go to church and sing. You don't have to gather together and, and help each other, you encourage each other and strengthen each other. We don't want that to happen. No, here is someone who's standing up and saying, yes, my Bible says it, my God says it, and I'm going to do it. And I'm going to fight for my right to do that. And again, we need more people like that. You may agree, you may disagree, but I would love to hear from you. And of course, you can do that at UncommonSensePodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.